it's like if you don't have data expertise and you don't know how to work with data, the chances are that any tool, any data tool you'll be using out there, product analytics, web analytics, doesn't matter, you'll be using it wrong. Hello everyone, welcome to Behind the Experience where we give you an inside look inside of the top product-led experiences that you see each week where you'll hear really great UX examples, proven strategies, and hard-earned lessons from experts. Today, I'm super excited to talk to Claudio Morar. Uh, he's a co-founder and CEO of Intertrends, a product that helps you get faster insights with uh, pre-built analytics reports. By the way, my name is Ramla John, one of your co-hosts here at Behind the Experience. Claudio, how are you doing today? Hey, great to be here. I'm I'm great. Thank you. I'm so excited. We've chatted before about you know uh, onboarding. We've done webinars. I am so excited. We just had a, a pre-amble chat around uh, you know onboarding and data and all that stuff. You're gonna give so much value here today. So for folks who are tuning in, get ready to be blown away. <laughs> Claudio, uh, uh, one of the first things I want to talk to you about is around this promise. You know, I love. This notion, I actually heard this from you for the uh, uh, first. I heard this from you first around the idea that onboarding is about delivering promise. Can you talk a little bit about that? What that is, and finally, what the promise is uh, for Inner Trends itself? Definitely, yes, yes. Like, go, it's been a couple of years since I first. Uh, put my head around this, uh, around the promise of a product. And it all started on uh, when we launched our first version of the product and we would get people to defin de define their onboarding process. And I saw that like everybody would do it in a very different way and there was no framework to, to do it in a way that it actually makes a lot of sense. And I question myself, hey, what is the onboarding process? Like when, when does the onboarding process uh, end? And I started doing research. I started talking to, to, a, lot of, uh, to a lot of people. And um, that's when I came up for the first time with uh, this concept that the onboarding process finishes when you deliver the promise of your product for the first time. And what I loved about it, it was like it made a lot of sense. Like people come to your website, they see a promise. And that promise makes them, hey, I want to learn more. Like, let me scroll down. Let me click on the next page. Let me see more about this product. Now that, that promise be becomes an image in the head of your user. Like he already has an idea of what I'm going to get if I sign up to this product. And am I interested? Yes, let me sign up. I'm not interested, I'll go away. I sign up and the only thing I have in my mind is that promise. Like I have that image, I want to get there as quickly as possible, right? Um, and the question is, the question that I came with was like, okay, how many of the signups that come to your product get there, get mm. to that image that they have in their mind for the first time when they say, oh, I get it how this product does it. That promise doesn't mean they get value, doesn't mean uh, that they are going to start paying for a product or anything like that. It just means that they get it. And the way I put it back then was, when people reach the promise of your product for the first time, they mm. can go and explain to a peer, to a friend, what your product does from experience and not from marketing materials. If I've mm. never used HubSpot, I right. could share with my friends what HubSpot is, but by reading their blog or reading their website. If I have used it and I've set it up, 
I'd have a very different story. Hmm. But the second story is what I'm interested in. Interesting. I love, I love, I really love that. It's like the difference between like firsthand experience versus secondhand experience where, you know, I can tell you what I've heard, you know, what my friend of a friend has heard versus I have experienced it myself. And you're probably super more excited to tell other people about it because that experience is real for you versus uh, uh, secondhand experience it, itself. So that's a really fascinating point that you made. Exactly. And it's so valuable because uh, sometimes it's, you make a promise. I find it really interesting. I don't need it now, but I find it so interesting that I'm going to sign up and see how it works just mm. for that. And I'm going to finish that onboarding process. I got the promise, but I not, I don't need this pro product mm. now. However, I can share with my friends, Hey, go check out this product. Mm. It does it. I'm not, I'm not generating revenue for you yet, but I'm bringing customers uh, for you. Um, and I think that's why it's so, so important. And mm. what blew my mind with the promise was uh, when I started using this framework and we enforced it on all our customers, like, okay, if you define uh, the onboarding as reaching the promise of the product, what would that uh, last of step of the onboarding process be? I, we enforced it on all our customers to set it like that. And then I went and um, we had this report, what is the retention of the onboarded accounts? And that was a great report. It gave a really good glimpse on the retention of our business uh, in a way that uh, it's actionable. And I asked myself, well, what if we are wrong? What's the retention of the people that don't finish the onboarding process? And I asked my team, okay, quickly put up that report for everyone. And every single time when I would go, retention would go to zero in the first or the second week. Wow. And that's when I said, okay, like if you look at the retention of all the signups, that's an average between the two. And uh, usually the people that don't finish the onboarding process are a majority. So right. most companies that look at the retention of the signups, they think they have a retention problem because it just goes down. When in reality, the onboarded accounts have a great retention and the ones that are not onboarded, they did not get to the promise, go to zero. So they have an onboarding problem, not a retention mm. problem. Oh, I, I really, really love that. Uh, really great, great point there. Ron, how, you know, when people, it's like, it's like bringing somebody to the promised land. You know, once they're there, they're more likely to stick around because, uh, you know, it's, it's great. <laughs> It's a land flowing with milk and honey, and they, I really love that point. I'm curious what it, what that promise is for for Initrans itself. What is the promise for for the product? And the reason why we're, we're going to dig into this is like uh, we're going to dig into how you know some of the strategies and tactics and stories behind uh, how you improve getting more people to get to that promise. Yes. Ah, well, that's a very, very interesting discussion because I actually think we did it wrong when we started um, because we set us a very high promise. We said mm -hmm. that our promise to the world is that when you come to inner trends, you'll actually be able to uh, interpret the data without any data skills. So if you're a product mm -hmm. manager, a product marketer, you should be able to interpret data and get the Insights, yes, let's call them insights. Insights out of the data, even if you don't have data skills. Um, because that's the problem we saw in the world. Companies that had teams that had data teams 
were able to get insights from the from their data. Companies that didn't have the data uh, expertise were not able. And we said, how do we make it possible for the second type of the companies to get those insights? Okay, let's build a product that gets them the insights without the data expertise. And that's what we, that was our promise. Um, but yes, I think we've set us a promise um, that was very, very high mm. for us, which put us on a path of what we want the world to be rather than what the world wants to be. Mm. Um, but on the other hand, I'm really happy we took on this promise because once cracked, you mm. like sky's the limit, basically. It's a very, very difficult promise to, to crack. And definitely we feel we, we are getting there. Um, the problem we had with this promise was that it's like, if you don't have data expertise and you don't know how to work with data, the right. chances are that any tool, any data tool you'll be using out there, product analytics, web analytics, doesn't matter. You'll be using it wrong. Even if you mm. do everything it is required to do in that tool, you do the tracking, might do wrong tracking, track the wrong events or in the wrong way, um, not track the important events and so on. Interpreting, like you build a report and you put the wrong metrics and dimensions, or when you interpret it, you don't have expertise, you interpret it in the wrong way. So you, you might actually go to, let's say, Google Analytics, a tool that everyone uses, do everything that's required to set it up, get to a report, get an insight that gets you really excited, and go implement something and actually have a negative impact on your business because you tracked wrong, you interpreted wrong, you build a wrong report, so you created a wrong picture of what needs to happen. So we said, okay, so it's not just about the tool. It's not just making it easy to go through the steps. It's about how do we make it possible that they right. don't do mistakes, that they okay. set it the right way. And there are, there are more tools that have this uh, challenge. We see this in product guides, and I, mm. I believe that like, yeah, like AppQs can definitely mm. relate to that. Even in tools like uh, email marketing, like you go and you get really excited. I'm going to set up a new tool in email marketing. It depends a lot on the content of the email 100%. you put there. You could, uh, we could send an email that actually harms you more, even if you've done everything. Now, nobody wants customers that harm themselves with your tool, that don't get results. And what can you do? Like, what's you? You made it very easy for them to onboard. Everything is clear, and they still get it wrong mm -hmm. so i think that's a very difficult challenge uh, to yeah. to address and that's one that's why we even though the plan was from the very beginning to build a product-led business we decided to not implement an onboarding process mm. because we said there is no way we can do this right from the first time i love it yeah it's not possible we we there are so many variables and so many things that could go wrong and we would invest a lot of time uh, let's not do no onboarding process for inner trends so when we started selling our product uh it was it looked like a sales it was a sales led approach yeah like request a demo we'd give you a demo you liked it uh we'd send you a payment link it wasn't even inside the product we send you a payment link uh to get started you'd pay on a it was a stripe link you'd pay on that and then it was manually with Google Docs. We generated Google Docs on customer journey, 
uh, we had a meeting on setting up the customer journey. Uh, when we started the meetings, it was a two-hour meeting. Like wow. it was very intense. Right. Like we would do yeah. a two-hour meeting with the customer yeah. just to define their customer journey. Um, then we would generate a tracking plan. We would spend between 10 and 15 hours to audit their application, to figure wow. out how it should be tracked and what needs to be done. Um, and then we did it again and again and again. And the two hours call got to one hour <laughs> and then it got to half an hour by sending them a set of questions up front. They would answer and we would just review them. Uh, the tracking plan, we started to get it much faster, like uh, five hours, two hours and so on. And we got to a point where client after client, we would get them in exactly the same way. And that's when we said, Okay, time to build an onboarding process. Um, and yes, it's, it didn't, like if somebody would have told, showed me the onboarding process we implemented when, uh, before we started this, I would say you're nuts. Like look at how much friction is there. That's um, true. But in the meantime, that's something that I learned from all our customers. There is good mm. friction and there is bad friction. 100%. I love it. Um, and that's what we introduced. We introduced a lot of good friction. So from the purpose of every step in the onboarding process of InnoTrends is that you learn something out of it. You don't get to the insights yet, but you learn something in the process, something that you did not have before. The first step in the onboarding process is the customer journey wizard. So it's uh, eight sections of questions that you need to go through you need to answer all those questions and we generate a customer journey map for mm. business. most well, businesses that come yeah. to InnoTrends never had that. I, I love, I love all of this. We're going to cover the customer wizard, uh, customer journey wizard. Cause I feel like it's super insightful. I think mean, there's a lot of insight that you just said in that few minutes that you just uh, talked about. I think one of the insights that I I've gotten is it's great to have a big promise. I think that vision, it gets people excited about it. I love that you're, you know, this vision to get anybody who doesn't even have data um, background or data education, uh, you're going to give them insights that help improve their business. And that's a huge promise. And the other thing that I really love that uh, you, you did uh, is actually started off with a, a human approach to onboarding. I think, can you talk a little bit about that the journey? Because from my experience, often, when people start off with like, okay, we're going to do a product-led onboarding, slap on our product tour, they don't know their customer. They don't know their friction. They don't know. And you said this, they don't know what the good and the bad friction is, which we're going to get into a bit because people usually think of friction as bad, but they, they don't know what the customers really need. They, they don't know what their uh, kind of education they need, but starting off human uh, assisted, you can see them getting frustrated. You can see their eyes lighting up. Can you talk a little bit more about that that journey? Um, you know, like uh, with that uh, and leading towards this 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 more uh, self serve approach that we're gonna dig into in a bit. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I actually remember when we started talking about this. Hey, let's uh, with the product manager, like uh, product manager of Inotrends is also my wife. Uh, so we it's a family business. Yeah. And I'm the type of guy who comes in very confident and, hey, uh, yeah, like, uh, this is what we need to do. And I put it in details and I put the data because I'm a data person. I always put the data behind it. And it helps a lot to have your wife as, uh, as a co-founder because she's the only one who never believes me, who calls my bullshit. 
Uh, the other team members don't dare do that. But my wife, <laughs> she has no problem doing that. That's good. I love uh, it. And I, I, I love that. I love that mm. because that's what I always say to everyone. Like, even to my team members, like, though, often I tell them, like, stop believing everything I say. Uh, it's so easy for me to, I don't know, to, to get on my thing and tell you, and you, you find it amazing. Stop believing everything I say. It's very important to question everything I say. And my wife does that a lot. And I would come in and say, okay, this is what the onboarding process needs to be done. And she said, why? Um, and I said, oh, because that's how the competition does it. And that's what people expect. Because I would show that like, right. yeah, but uh, you told us last time, because with the competition, most of the people get their setups wrong. Mm. Won't they get this setup wrong with us as well? God damn it, you're right. Um, Okay, uh, and then she asked me, well, how do you do it now with the people that are successful? And I, told, I tell her about the calls, which I often would hide from the team because I didn't want the team to truly <laughs> see how long it takes to get mm. somebody on. And I said like, oh, this is just something I'm going to do better and better and better and it's going right. to be good. I don't need to get my whole team uh, involved in this. And then she started questioning me a lot and a lot. And I said, okay, um, do you have this documented? No, it's only on my mind. Okay, you need to start documenting it from now. We'll meet again in two months after we, we go through all the documentations and we worked on some templates. So every time I would go on a call, I would need to fill uh, the data and put the answers there so we'd have some data. And that's what you do in the beginning. You collect data by typing it, by through text right. files, through a lot of stuff. It's like a lot of people think data, it's only analytics and mm. lots of data and big data. No, you start typing it. So. I would, uh, we would do that. And after two, after two months, uh, we looked at the data and we said, okay, it seems the customer journey uh, met. We didn't call it like that back then. It was called business concepts definitions. Uh, it was an internal lane. And so like, it seems these business concepts definitions, it's a huge trigger to get people through. Um, what are the questions that we look at today? What are the questions we ask today and how do we ask them? And then came the question, can we automate this? Can we get people to answer these questions without you? Uh, and then maybe we just review it. I said, oh, I think that can be done. Okay, let's try it. So we went through these iterations time and time again, I think for more than a year. Mm -hmm. um, and when she fully understood everything, all the aspects, she came back and said, this is how I think the onboarding process should be done. Mm -hmm. And it's another reminder, if you're a CEO, you should never design onboarding process. That's the, that's the job of a product person, not of the CEO. Right, I love it. Um, you probably do a terrible job at it. Um, so I looked at it and I said like, oh my God, this is amazing, I love it. Let's, uh, let's implement it. And she said, no, let's test it first. Mm. Let's uh, go do your work but exactly like it is here, like send links and do it exactly like it is here, follow, and let's do it a couple, two more months like this and see if it works and we find any problems. We actually did find some problems. Um, we fixed it and then we implemented. Uh, and don't, so this is, this is crazy. We never got to fully product-led. Uh, one of the reasons being that we, we actually had one of the steps where we need to pay. Yes, like it's no, you don't get access to freemium. We said like, we we need to manually review uh, everything. 
And we knew from our data that people appreciate this a lot, that there is a manual review on the stuff and uh, they can trust it that way. So we added a payment step in the process. And um, yeah, we launched it and three days later, even if we never notify, we get the first payment. The system was so wrong that the, we didn't even get a notification. I found it by mistake and I panicked immediately. It's like, okay, we are doing something right here. Like somebody who we never met before, we don't know who he is. He just gave us money because we showed them a customer journey metrics map. And uh, we said that we will build a tracking plan for that. And I was like, okay, something we are doing right. I really love I really love this. We've been talking a lot about customer journey map here already. Uh, and you know it, it's it, uh, the, other, the other reason why I love it is you know like it takes a lot of trust to give somebody data. Uh, we have the same problem with AppQs where installing a code snippet, like you have to trust the code won't destroy or be malicious and educating them and getting somebody who might not have access to the code base or might not have enough trust with with your tool uh with the customer journey map it really does get them excited uh about it first uh i'm gonna pull up the, for people who are are tuning in uh through through podcasts here uh the, the, you know what i'm seeing right now is the customer journey map uh customer journey wizard itself right in the product as i signed up for this it's asking questions like uh you know what does your product do in a short uh sentence just a video of you claudio um it's asking you do you have free trial, do you have uh, other stuff like that? And then it's gonna ask you, you know, what is the main purpose of your product? Uh, what is the promise? And then there's several questions with uh, very clear, uh, I believe that's seven pages uh, of information yeah. that will help you provide this. I'm guessing all of these questions are based on all of the work that you you and yes. your, your team has done to figure out exactly the right questions to ask to build out uh, yeah. a, a tracking plan is that is that correct it is 100% correct and the crazy thing about it is when we launched the first version of it it had double the number of questions <laughs> uh, wow. and we realized that hey instead of these two questions like these two questions here what is the promise that you make to your users and customers and what is the name of the action that people need to perform in your product to experience that promise those two questions are the ones that we worked the most with. I think we had many variants of them. And the problem was often people would answer areas that would be um, obscure and it, it wouldn't be very clear. And um, it's, uh, that's, what, uh, that's what, why we always worked on this. How, do, how can we make it that they actually answer with a verb and a noun? Like mm. the action needs to be a verb and it needs to describe something. So we need them to answer with a verb and a noun. That's what needs to give uh, clarity. Mm. So yes, there was a lot of work and it's still not perfect. We are still working on it, but a much higher percentage of the people that fill this, when I look at the customer journey, the way I know we've done a good job is when I, when I open customer journey maps and I look at them and I can I can guess what the product is. I, I just mm -hmm. looking at the map, it's a clear picture what the product does, what it is, and I then I go and load their website and I see, yeah, uh, it's uh, that's it. 
I, I love that. And uh, the question that question you were talking about earlier uh, with the verb is what is the name of the action that people need to perform in your product, uh, product to experience that promise? And then there's a subtitle at the bottom here. Fill in the verb and noun. Example, view report, send message, watch lesson two. It's a really, um, you know, a user, a key user action that signifies that they've experienced the, the product itself. Uh, I really love that, you know, this Again, it's based on insight. This is insight uh, help you ha have a better clarity as to how to help those customers. At the end of the day, you know, you're helping, you're trying to get them to that, that promise uh, and, you know, this is helping them get the data. Do you have any stats on, I have a I have a strong feeling that people who complete this customer journey wizard um, have a higher likelihood of using the product correctly, of using Enertrends correctly, as well as becoming lifelong customers of Intertrends because now they know, um, you know, how to use it properly, how to measure, what kind of insights they can get. Is that is that a fair uh, uh, you yes, know, assumption? Yes, and do you have any like data you can share where like you know they fill this very out? Fair, very, it's uh, it's uh, the numbers are great though. Keep in mind where there is a payment step. So after you fill in the customer journey metrics, you need to to pay for the the tracking plan. Um, it's, I don't know, in the first month, it's 80% of the people that do that uh, get to the promise of Inertrends. I, I totally love it. I really love how uh, that is. Do you have any uh, data as to how many people uh, do fill, fill this out? Like, you know, for people who sign up, there you know, there's quite a few. If you don't have it at the top of the head, that's yeah. Uh, that's totally fine. So the, the, the thing with the customer journey metrics is we also have it as a free tool. You don't need to sign up mm. to Innotrends to generate. That's cool. Smart. So we have, uh, yeah, like we've had thousands of companies fill this up. That's good. That's good. Yeah. We also, so for people who don't know, um, when I was working at Product Led, uh, this education company with West Bush, we you know get our students to do this because it's super important. I think this is super important for anybody who's trying to be product led. So I really, really do love this. You're using content to drive product adoption, which is uh, often missed for a lot of folks. The first thing to think about is this slap on a product tour, but here you're giving a guide, you're giving a, a, a education tool to help drive product adoption. For, for folks yeah yeah exactly and um yeah that's that was the plan the idea was i think you called this um engineering as marketing or something like that so engineering you, is marketing i love it yeah so when you develop something and it, it's kind of a tool in itself yeah like we, mm. we developed a tool to get people some value some very valuable like which is very something very valuable for them um, and I actually said to them, like, I need this to be something that people would want to print out and put it in their office. That's what, mm. that's what I want it to be. So the, the end result of this, it's a, it's a beautiful map in a single page, beautifully colored, that you could print out and put it uh, in, in your office and get the team aligned. The, the idea that's is good. only by getting a, alignment in your team on what are the definitions for the onboarding, for activation goals, for engagement, for features, getting those things aligned with your team, according to Forbes, they did a study on this, according to Forbes, only through alignment, nothing mm. else, you get a 10% 10, 10 increase in growth. I love that. Uh, which uh, basically 
is because things compound. When everybody works on the same definition and they work towards the same goal, they compound. When you go towards different goals, they are there is competition between them, so you don't win as much. I really, I really do. And that's a very interesting and Sarasvati's very ingenious uh, approach here. Uh, the other thing I want to touch on with uh, for, for a new user experience with Intertrends is uh, this pr product uh, demo uh, that I, I'm just going to bring it up here. That people need to to sign uh, when they sign up, they get uh, this experience here where. People can, you know, sign up, uh, and then they provide an email, and then there's some uh, pointers here where they say, "Hey, here's uh, inter what Intertrends can look like with data inside of it, and all the insights that you can gather uh, before they even get to the customer customer journey wizard." Uh, yeah. I've I've talked to somebody else uh, from Nevada who who have data that shows product demos like this uh, really do impact get people getting to experience the promise as well as the people converting. Uh, you have an interesting story behind this because you were so yeah. against this, Claudio. Yes, and now I you're wish. fully convinced you have data to show that this actually yes. works. Can you share? Can you share? First of all, why you were against this? Uh, this so my, my my main problem with this was, and I think it has to do a lot with my the sales led approach and the demos I was doing. The thing with inner trends is. It's not like other analytics tools. Like we have a series of pre-built reports that are like, how are people converting during the onboarding process? What, what are the actions that people do, do between onboarding steps and stuff like that? Which when you go into them, like what's onboard? What's the onboarding process? What does it mean? What are these actions here? What are these steps here? I don't know what's, what I'm looking at. Uh, and um, we would all often get in the early times of inner trends, questions like, how is this different from amplitude and mix panel? Mm, and that right. frustrated me a lot because right. we are nothing like amplitude and mix panel. We actually have customers that use both inner trends and mix panel or inner trends and amplitude. So I said, like, I don't want to give them access to this because it will just build on their idea that it's the same as the competition because it's reports. Yeah, like we do reports. You don't know that they are pre-built. You don't know how they got there. You don't have all the context. While in a demo, you would I would make sure you get that context. So I was against it. I said the only way I would agree for somebody to get access to this is if they get into it through a story, just like mm. I do it in the demo. Right? We have yeah. this business. It's about that. That I can have this in a trans account. Uh, that's how you do it. But then the team came and said. Well, we cannot do that story. We, we shouldn't do that story from the very beginning. Let's just explain the concepts um, and take them through the differentiators between us and Mixpanel. And that's a, that's a good MVP to have, an easy MVP to have. And again, uh, the product manager came and said, yeah, let, let's, let's do it like that. Let's do it a minimum. And if we see friction, if we see problems, and if we uh, here again, what's the difference between inner trends and mix panel? We'll drop it off. Um, I said, okay, I can live with an experiment. I'm a data person. I cannot say no to that. You got me there. Uh, and uh, we did it. And it turned out to be the main driver of conversions. And I had nothing, I had no excuse anymore. And what's crazy is the plan was to build that story, but we don't even need to do it. The conversion is so good, I it works. 
I don't need to build that story, which is very complex. We wanted to do something like, hey, you are a product manager for this company. Uh, you have an onboarding problem. Go find it inside Innertrend. We wanted to make it as a quest, mm, uh, which sounds nice. great. Sounds like an amazing product right. thing to try out and check out. But it would fix a problem it doesn't exist. Mm. Even if it sounds amazing, even if it's great, uh, we would waste resources on something that already works well. I really, I really love that. In, in just off the top of your head, once again, um, how was this? What was the, um, the data around? Like, you know, people who see the product demo, they're twenty percent more likely to convert, or thirty percent. I'm not entirely sure, but like, do you have any data around like how it's helped Let improve conversion? I think. Was, I think it was 30 percent mm. uh, uh, if I remember correctly on our uh, last analysis uh, on this um, 30 percent of the people that went through the through the demo uh, created account and we have indeed a very good uh, conversion rate from created account to uh, uh, to payment and onboarding um, yes so it was at uh, it was at 30 30 percent. People that, and the thing, the interesting thing was, I, I remember it was the majority of the accounts created went through the demo. Mm. Um, I think that was very interesting for me to to find out. I love it, and I, I think uh, you you made a really good point about uh, you know the risk of people being confused about the data, but when people sign up for for inner trends, they're you know it's very clear access demo account. There's this mailing mailing mod is <laughs> a base Mailimon. on a fictional com company yeah, mailing mod. Yeah. Oh, uh, competitor to Mailchimp. So people understand it. Like people understand yeah. exactly um, this. The you know, hopefully people are aware of Mailchimp. Uh, and you know, every internet account is personalized to the specific of each product out of the box. Actually, that's an interesting point. Like, why? Why do you have? I'm guessing a lot of people who sign up for for Intertrends are familiar with Mailchimp. Uh, is is that a fair assumption? That's why you chose your yes. Chose. That's why that's why I chose. Like most of our most of our uh, customers would be um, um, tech savvy. They would know about Mailchimp. Mailchimp. Uh, and yeah. also Mailchimp, it's an easy concept. You send yeah. emails. It's not emails, complex. Yeah. Not we could choose HubSpot or Intercom or nope. other yeah. popular products, but they're more complex, more, more difficult to to understand. So. Uh, Email sending yeah. it's a very straight very, yeah. concept. Yeah, I love it. Well, you know, thank you so much for for sharing all of this. I, I, you know, one of the questions I want to ask you is, what are you excited to try next? You 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 have this demo. You have this customer journey wizard. Are there any other things uh, that you can share that your you and your team are excited about looking to you know improve this this experience? Yes, there is, there is something we work uh, on a pilot now. I'm really excited about. Um, so we offer pre-built reports. Mm. So there is this, like, that's what Innotrends is now. Very, like, the reports are there and you go into them. Uh, but insights require analysis. So it's why you go through multiple reports and make up a story of the data. And we are working right now on a pre-built analysis. So think of it like a scientific paper on your onboarding process that goes through all the details and explains everything. And basically 
you don't even know you don't even need to know how to go through the data it's laid out for you so we'll have the recipe for certain analysis on how to go through the data and you can plug that into your data and have that like again like a scientific paper customized on your data for you so you have a deep understanding of what's happening uh, there so that's what we are piloting right now nice that sounds uh that sounds exciting uh that's all i wanted to chat about one final question where can people find out about more more about you online as well as more about intertrends if they're curious about checking out intertrends uh, for their own product definitely uh so i spend a lot of time on linkedin and twitter uh, my uh, so i'm uh, uh, you can find me on Twitter with uh, Claudius with double L, so C L L A U D I U, and on LinkedIn with my full name. Uh, but yeah, definitely recommend checking our blog. We also have a podcast, the Data Led uh, Podcast uh, webinar series. Uh, by the way, we have a great show with Ramli and uh, Georgiana Laudi. It was an amazing oh, awesome. show. I that one. Um, so um, yes. Uh, check out innotrends.com. You can find a lot of resources there. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate your time. Thank you. Great being on the show.